0: You want to know why, not just Michigan fans, but why on a broad level. And Mitch, you're great. I
1: appreciate you as a friend. Why do I feel like you're about to smack me across the face?
0: Keeping you posted on the biggest contest in football. This is The Rivalry. Sponsored by Raisin games
1: I did not go to play. I can't dominate. 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 The last melon. Nothing like starting off the last episode of the podcast of the season with an Ice Age quote. I was going to say, that's, that's a solid <laughs> reference, though. Solid, solid mid-2000s movie. LSU beats Clemson 42-25 to 25 and delivers Trevor Lawrence his first career loss in what I would say beautiful fashion. And I, I wasn't exactly how I wanted the end of the season to go, but I'll take it. We are Jace and Mitch on Twitter at Jace and
0: Mitch. Thanks for being here for the last episode of the season for the rivalry podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks to raising canes for sponsoring your garbage free sports show focused on Michigan and Ohio state football the season didn't end the way that either of us wanted it to. But here's the reality as well, is that every single year, there's only one team, there's only one fan base that truly goes home happy. Now, I, you could take a team like a Cincinnati and say, hey, we had a pretty good year, we're happy. But ultimately, there's only one team, one fan base at the end of the day that's going to be happy. And so the fun thing, if you're a Michigan fan, it's like, hey, we, we went nine and three, lost the bowl game. You won as many playoff games as Ohio State did. And you can rest confident in that fact that they're not happy either.
1: That's okay. And if you're an Ohio State fan, you can rest easy that we beat that team up north again. And we made it to the playoffs. And honestly, I still have this feeling that we were the best team and we just didn't show up when it mattered. And I can take some consolation in knowing that we are still a really good football team. And both of us regardless of what team we're cheering for, can cheer for the fact that Clemson and Alabama did not win anything of value this year. I don't know that I'm excited that Clemson didn't win anything. I, I,
0: I would have honestly, truly, I would have been okay, fine. Ohio state fans can be excited that Clemson <laughs> didn't win anything. Cause I'm sick that. of that team. I'll be with you on Alabama though. Like I, anytime that Nick Saban ends up not even making the playoff, that's a good day. Yep. It's a good day for everyone. Now they did finish at, I think eight in the final AP poll of the year. So everything we talked about going into Michigan's bowl game of, yeah, don't buy the ranking. Yeah. That's it's about yep, accurate. Yep. Um, it was a, it was a well-coached football game. It was. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the big thing is that coach. O is a national treasure. You got to love Dabo. <laughs> even I feel yeah. like even if you don't cheer for Clemson, even if you don't like Clemson, I think you have to like Dabo. I, I know like he gets, he gets accused of being whiny from time to time. He just seems like he's got a really good culture. He seems like a really good coach. Obviously, he's had success. Uh, he's been in what three of the three of the last four national championships? Four out of the last four, something Not crazy bad. like yeah. that. That that's a pretty good track record right there. And Coach O, you, you have to cheer for the guy. Someone called him the uh, the Brady Hoke of the Bayou.
1: I get it. I love it. I, 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 I wish
0: Brady it. had had as much success as Coach he, O has had. He
1: embodies almost every cliche about a, a football coach. He's got the really gruff voice, you know, go Tigers. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing how much joy people get just watching him. Like, you cannot watch an interview with this guy and not smile. And I was so happy to see a team that's not normally in the mix go all the way through. I was happy to see a number one team that with the initial rankings, a number 1 team actually win because that hasn't happened yet. And I was happy to see Joe Burrow dominate Trevor Lawrence. Because Joe Burrow, Ohio claims Joe Burrow. I know that's ridiculous to you, but he's an Ohio guy. He loves Ohio. And he had an unbelievable night against this team. He went 31 for 49. That's 63% completions. 463 yards, 5 touchdowns in a national championship game. Unbelievable. His, and no, no
0: turnovers. His season completion percentage, by the way, is over 70%. That that's unheard it of 60 stupid. touchdowns, six interceptions. I mean, what you, a way to ride off into the sunset. You're not going to see numbers like this. Maybe, maybe ever again. And that's not me saying like he's the greatest quarterback to ever play in college, but I'm saying you have to put him in the conversation. And I don't think that's just, you know, what have you done for me lately emotion either. The stat line that Joe Burrow has is uncan is unheard of. Uh and now, unfortunately for him, he's going to get selected first overall by the Bengals. I
1: know, right? Off into so, the sunset into Cincinnati.
0: But you know, who? who's to say? You got A.J. Green. You got some other guys there. My regardless. guys at the Chargers could trade up to get him. <laughs> Here's hoping. Here's me also, by the way, looking for the Lions and going, okay, if they take Burrow and mm-hmm. the Redskins are likely to take Chase Young, a healthy Tua falls to Detroit. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and we'll find a way to draft another tight end from Iowa. Uh, worst tweet of the week, by the way, as you know, everyone's watching the same football game and everyone's enjoying it. Some good back and forth. Despite the final scoreline, Clemson remember was up by 10 points. They were up 17 to seven in this game. And then LSU did LSU things yep. and controlled the rest of the way. Somehow this tweet came out of the mouth or fingertips of <laughs> at Ari Wasserman who said, and I quote, this was at 9:24." p.m. in the middle of this game the more I watch the game the more it's clear Ohio State was probably the best team in college football this year I respectfully disagree now he came back later and kind of tongue-in-cheek said the more I watch this game it's the more it's clear LSU is the best team in college okay, football I have
1: mad respect for that then okay I got mad you respect can't you can tweet, come back
0: you're going to tweet stuff like that though it doesn't matter that you came back and took it back you're going to say that you're watching a national championship game that your team did not even make, and your comment is, I think my team is the best team in football. After watching that game, after watching the whole body of work, you, get I, out of
1: here with I, that. Which is That's fine, because he came back in, and said that he was but wrong. But it's a bad initial was, take. It's I, a I agree take. with you. I agree with you. It was driving me insane That Clemson was up by 10 points in the first half, and I was playing in my head that we were up 16 to nothing against this team. Because that was telling me that we had a chance.
0: In my mind, that's different though, because that's you saying, hey, I thought that we were better than, that we played better than Clemson.
1: But it, that's that's a different scenario. I thought scenario, that we were though. going to show up if we beat Clemson and get throttled by this LSU and Joe Burrow. You Hurl. might have, I know. But in the first half, I'm going.
0: We might have been able to do it. But that's a total. And I get that. But that's a totally different scheme. It's totally different play. It's totally yep. different. It's yep. totally different everything. And in my mind, you want to know why. Not just Michigan fans, but why on a broad level, and Mitch, you're great. I appreciate
1: you as a friend. Why do I feel like you're about to smack
0: me across the face? But why the nation overall hates Ohio State fans, It's takes like this. Mm. It's takes like this that say, we're not playing in this game, but we're
1: better than either of them. That's what drives people nuts. Love them, hate them. You got to deal with them. <laughs> I'm part part of them. I think, part of the was, I think what was so beautiful to me about this game, there was a lot of things. Uh, Joe Burrow won, which was great. He he was able to put his money where his mouth was when he said, just give me the national championship trophy. Yep. I thought that was great. And Trevor Lawrence just did not have his greatest game. But the way that they lost is what made it so good to me is because there was a momentum-stopping targeting call that was debatable. People thought, okay, you know, this this should or should not have happened. But it stopped the momentum for Clemson. And then a last-try turnover – is how the game really ended for Trevor Lawrence. And it was just eerily similar to what happened. And when we're seeing the Clemson fans come on and talk about the refs, every one of Ohio State's fans is looking through the blinds <laughs> like Jim from the office going, you don't say. Yep. How interesting. Yep. And I was kind of right about Etienne. Like, he wasn't as big of an impact player as people thought he was going to be. The guy ran for 78 yards you got to do more than that. If you're going to win a national championship once again, and it kind of harkens back a little bit to the
0: chase young comment of, yeah, you're, you're a talented player. You're a good player, but, but I'm, but truly though, in your biggest games, you have to have your biggest players make their biggest plays. And that once again is why Joe Burrow carried an LSU team that remember a handful of years ago lost to Troy at home. And a few years removed from that, now here's Joe Burrow and LSU
1: standing on top of the college football world. I came pretty close to guessing the final score of this game. I feel pretty confident close. in this. I I, I said forty two to twenty one. Is that right? I you think? said four. I have you wrote down forty two to twenty. So we're gonna go with that to that's what's in front of me. Not bad,
0: man. You were close. You were not the closest though. No way. The flyest is ever forty two <laughs> to twenty eight. Wow, three, three points. points off. Twenty five dollar gift card to. Raising Canes, courtesy of Canes, Ohio. Congratulations
1: Phenomenal. to you, sir. Well done. And speaking of Raising Canes, I've recently found out in our last episode talking to them, once again, big thanks to Raising Canes for sticking by the Rivalry podcast all season long. There's a secret menu. Did you ever know this? I did not. At least there's a secret element that it's one of those things you walk in and you tell the person at the desk, you know, hey, I want this. And they you wink and they wink okay, back. Okay, let like, me in okay. on this. BBS. What is that? BBS. If you order your toast, BBS. Baked beans and spinach. No. Buttered both sides. Uh huh. Because up till now, you thought that only one side of your toast had that crispy, and the other side was the fluffy, and the inside was fluffy. Now you can get buttered on both sides. Just ask BBS. No one really knows what that means except the staff, and they'll kind of wink at you and go, "You're in the inside crowd." Have you tried this yet? No, I was. This was told to me. I hope this is true because I look like an idiot today. We're we're, we're pitching this.
0: (laughs) We're going there for lunch today. And uh, if you say this, and they just look at you and go, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> you We're know, have to take this back. They're food. very nice people, either way, with great food. But
1: okay, cool. So try that out at try your local out, Canes. it out, because then you get crispy on both sides, <laughs> just to go with the rest of the food. That's awesome. You can check Good out night. everything on the menu and learn how great they are at RaisingCanes.com. Looking ahead, though, to next season, because it's only 234 days away, which that's a lot. Long... Like now, a... here is the thing: that
0: <laughs> spring practice I think starts in like six or seven weeks. Yeah, it's so that it's sounds game time. better. We're That's already
1: better. in next season. It's twenty twenty. I hate you season. again. Let's go. Let's on over. Yeah, I looked online, and Joel Klatt, you know our our good friend of the program, Joel Klatt, maybe <laughs> came out with his top ten. Now, I will say that his weekly videos on his top ten were somewhat accurate as the season went along, and he came out with his initial preseason top ten. He came out with Clemson at number one which makes sense to me they're yeah, not losing not a ton bad. of talent they still have Trevor Lawrence Ohio State number 2 because they're losing some defensive players but they get Sean Wade coming back they're losing Justin JK Fields or, still here, or, yeah Justin yeah. Fields is still there he had number 3 Alabama which is like pretty interesting to move them up then Florida number 5 Oklahoma number 6 Penn State which terrifies me because we play them in week 8 then number 7 LSU because they're losing pretty much their entire yep. team Number eight, Oregon, which is terrifying because we play them week two at Oregon. Yep. And then number nine, Notre Dame. And number 10, Texas AM. Okay, Joel. Yeah, so there's his pick. <laughs> I'm okay with all of that. If you're looking at the odds right now, so if anybody's interested in the odds of what's going to happen next year, Clemson has a very small fractional lead over OSU to win the national championship in 2020. But Clemson plays Notre Dame, who's supposed to be a top 10 program to start next season, week two. So I love that
0: all the talk about and again, to some extent, it's still true because the ACC is terrible, but Clemson will now have an opportunity early in the year to have a I mean, that's a let's go ahead and just say it week two of this coming season. 2020 is going to be a must win for Clemson. If Clemson loses that game regard now, barring something unforeseen, regardless the rest of the way. The
1: biggest programs you're, they play, yeah. Your conference
0: are, is bad if you lost the only marquee matchup you have. Yep, not great for your team. It's literally the only one. The the only other ones they have are I think Florida South Carolina's State, on there, Syracuse, which yeah. are both bad. So. so very interesting though. So circle that one. So a lot of good football being played in week two. Then that's that's exciting because sometimes it takes a little bit to ramp up. And Michigan plays Ball
1: State, so that could be a chaotic, <laughs> you know, game. You never know what's going to happen. Uh,
0: Michigan gets theirs week one at Washington, yeah, so we'll see. And, and no idea who will start at quarterback yet either.
1: Another odds thing is Fields is currently the heavy favorite over Trevor Lawrence to win the Heisman Trophy next year. Obviously way too early, but I'm not oh, upset about doing, this. Though. ESPN ended their power rankings, the end of the year power rankings with Ohio State at number one. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Not, uh, not a big fan of that. Uh, the AP poll, by the
0: way, had Michigan finish at 18, which is about... About right for a 9-4 and four team with schedule they had, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next year, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of good things that are happening. As we've already mentioned, Ronnie Bell, Nico Collins, the running back game. Uh, the Dylan McCaffrey-Joe Milton quarterback battle will be a big one to watch. we have seen a few players go pro already. One more to add to the list. Uh, not going pro, but graduate transfer portal. Uh, Michael Dwumfor has entered the portal for Michigan. That's going to be a, a tough loss for the graduate uh, not sure where he's landing yet. That just came out yesterday. But So a few different holes to plug for Michigan. I think you can be excited about next season. I think I think every team, really, every team should be excited for their next season because there is. There's unlimited potential. There's unlimited potential for national championships and Big Ten title runs, and, and the slate is clean. Anything can happen unless you're Rutgers. I will
1: say this. 2020 is going to be a challenging season for both Ohio State and that team up north. It's not like just looking at these two schedules. It is not an easy schedule when Ohio State has to go at Oregon the second week, and then we play at Beaver Stadium against Penn State, and then we play Michigan later. I'm interested to see. I'm not scared about this, but I'm interested to see what Rutgers looks like next year under new management and Come everything. On. I'm not. I just yeah, I'm said not it's about a clean it, it's slate for everybody else. Michigan has to play Wisconsin, Penn State. Michigan State with a quarterback that's not Brandon Lewerke, so who knows what will happen there, <laughs> and then a Minnesota Gophers team, and then end the season at Ohio State. Yep. That is
0: a rough middle of the schedule. And even and again, I'll circle it too. Like Even Washington, I Hell know yeah. that they're, they're kind of a, a middle-of-the-road Pac-12 team, which is not a great conference. That's still an opening season road game uh, against a team that you don't really see hardly ever with a new starting quarterback. It reminds me a little bit, and this is probably a bad omen, but it reminds me a little bit of a Michigan team that Jim Harbaugh's first year had to open the season at Utah with a brand-new quarterback, Jake Rudock, and never started uh, at Michigan, you know, a graduate transfer from Iowa. New quarterback in a new system, starting on the road, a team you don't really play a whole lot, a team Michigan's probably better than, and got beat by Utah. That's Unfortunately, that's kind of what this reminds me of. So again, I'm going to encourage everyone to take a deep breath and chill out. It is a tough schedule, and we've said before that good teams, great teams, They take their tough schedules and you know what they do with them? They win. LSU had one of the toughest schedules I've seen in a long time. And you know what they did? They went 15-0 and won a national title. Why? Incredible. Because they're an incredible football team.
1: It's these teams that are able to be in the next-man-up mindset, which I think Ohio State has been able to do really well with a lot of these key positions. It's, okay, we're losing Carlos Hyde. Great, let's put in this Ezekiel Elliott guy. Okay, yeah. we're losing Ezekiel Elliott. Let's put in this J.K. Real, it's, Dobbins it's guy. It's a reload, you know?
0: not a rebuild mentality. Exactly.
1: So I'm excited to see, if you're a Buckeye fan, I'm excited to see what this— what these new players' names, these new highlight reel players' names are going to be and get ready for what's happening in 318 days, and that's taking on that team up north again. Way way too
0: early. Give me a national champion prediction for next year. Ohio State.
1: Come on. It's going to be Ohio State versus – Oh, I just
0: wanted to – Okay, you're going to give me the matchup. That's fine. I'm not going to do that Because if
1: I'm going to say Ohio State, i got to give a matchup. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna say it's Ohio State versus Georgia. Why not? No, that's a terrible pick. That is a terrible pick. Well, your first terrible pick was picking Ohio State, but Ohio go ahead. State, Oklahoma. There it is. Ohio State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is gonna rebuild. They're gonna be great, and it's gonna come into. We're already gonna demolish Clemson in the first round, and then we're gonna we're gonna beat we're gonna beat. Now seems like do I sound confident because I'm not? Like a good time I just know Ohio State will win.
0: That Oklahoma is 0-4 in playoff games, but sure, put them in the national title. How many? What was Could, LSU? We don't know. I just know that Ohio State <laughs> 2 and will win. Who cares? Two and zero. Uh, give me Clemson. Why not? Tre- Trevor Lawrence is coming back. No, I think I think he's the most consistent piece. No! I, I think Alabama. I can't. Uh, Alabama's always got a shot. LSU, I think, is going to be. By the way, I think LSU is one of the teams that I'm most interested to watch because it is interesting to see Joe Burrow will not be there. Uh, Joe Brady is joining the Carolina Panthers. And so that's a huge loss for the passing game for LSU. What's it going to look like? They've still got some incredible weapons, but... You know, it, it's going to be a tough road ahead for the Tigers no, to make a I can't make lose a to stab. them again. I
1: can't, you can,
0: and it could happen. No! Ohio Thank State you. will win next year. Thank you so much for joining us for season two of the Rivalry Podcast. We will be off for a, a handful of weeks here during the off season, and then uh, we'll pick back up with uh, monthly episodes over the course of the summer getting you ready for 2020 in the meantime you can always follow us on twitter at jace and mitch j-a-c-e and mitch and thank you so much again to raising canes for sponsoring the rivalry podcast it's not just a game it's the game you're listening to the rivalry